1: Hello, Mighty Ones. I'll be headlining Rooster Teeth Feathers this week in Sunnyvale. That's Thursday through Sunday, March 5th through 8th. TJ will be at Hyenas in Texas for those same dates. TJ and I will be back together again in Houston at the Improv, March 20th through 22nd. Then the following week in Columbus at the Funny Bone, March 27th and 28th. I'll be headlining that Sunday, March 29th in Columbus. So come on out and say hello. We always enjoy meeting you and enjoy the podcast. I just, we were in Snowbird.
2: Oh, this is the story of the bad parenting. Because yeah. once, Cash brought me out into the middle of the ocean. Where was that? Uh,
1: in La Jolla.
2: It was in La Jolla, California. It was?
1: Yeah. When? Absolutely. It was. We did San Diego together.
2: Oh, right, right, right. Right
1: after we did that Topo Chico episode. So
2: on the, <laughs> so on the way back, we stopped to go swimming in the ocean. And Cash took us out so far into the ocean.
1: You told this story. I but
2: at uh, one point I thought I was going to It was I literally a sink or swim situation. There I were thought kayaks myself, coming
1: gotta, past us. I mean, I, I don't think we were in great danger. You, we you think crawl. we were? We
2: were so far out that it would take 15 minutes to swim to the shore. It wasn't
1: perfect, I'll admit, but it wasn't perfect. It was a, a tiny bit. The kids are good swimmers though, and they can crawl on my back. Good I can swim I had, with both of them on my back. And there was well, a shelf a we place, could stand right,
2: on. Which you didn't know was there. That's true. That's so true. we found it, luckily, and April at one point was just on her tippy-toes day. Another thing with two kids, one of them crying.
1: He was cold. And I you know, was crying. I was he crying was cold. too. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you know, he's six. And the thing is, um, we were looking for sharks. And so I thought it was worth a little bit of a risk. But uh, yeah, it was, it was more... Uh, Daunting than I thought when we got out there. But and I Cash I broke, lied
2: and said he saw a shark, so that nah, it didn't I, seem I like did it was see all it. for nothing. I did see one. Nah.
1: But I will say this. You didn't want it to be all for naught. If you thought I was a bad parent on that trip, yes. I I really blew that out of the water, no pun intended. Oh boy, here we go. Dry spit take. Dry spit take. <sighs> Let the wind do its job. Uh yeah. we went we were in um we were in a Snow Snowbird, uh okay. Utah. And, you know, I did this this sort of um When was this? What time of year? This was about three weeks ago. And uh Is there snow? There it was cold? snow, yeah. And we were snowboarding and skiing. Uh wind skis chance snowboards and I went up... Because wind's a better kid, it's a better human. <laughs> right. I went up there the day <laughs> before. Skier, you know, I, and I went I to never the I went to the top days. of the mountain and I thought, um it was a really tough run to go down. It was a black diamond type thing. It was it was kind of scary. It was pretty steep. But then the next day, the kids were with me. I was alone that day. The kids were with me the next day. And um, they were like, they looked like they had really like gotten pretty good, you know. And there's light, gentle snow was coming down. And I was like, you know... I think they can handle that black diamond because it's like really steep, but it's, but it's, it's really snowy and fluffy. And like if they fall, they're just, there's no like cliffs or trees or anything. It's just really steep. And April was with us too. So Bono died. Yeah. Uh, well okay but he was going through trees there was no trees out there it's this huge like face of the mountain and I thought you know I think they're ready for this actually it's perfect for this right now because this fluffy snow is floating down gently on our heads I was like I think they're gonna love it as the day ends what we're gonna April do that say? and April's like yeah and she trusts me as she probably shouldn't Should not. and we get on the lift and we go up there to the top of the mountain and we get to the top and I mean there was a it was a blizzard up there. Like a like a blizzard hurricane type thing. Later we found out the the winds were like 70 to 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh my god. And it was terrifying and we were all three of us or four of us because of the wind. We were all like blown off the lift. And and it was like I mean, it was pandemonium. There was the ice was was shooting into our faces. Just ice. Right. The wind was blowing so hard we couldn't even get back to the lift, uh, or I didn't think I could get us back to the lift. And I was like, I got to get us off this mountain. It was like right away. It was like this is really serious for two little kids, and my wife, who's not an experienced skier. And I'm like, I have to get us off this mountain. And I'm training
2: to. You're a pretty good skier.
1: I snowboard, but I'm good enough so that I wasn't worried about myself, but I was really, it was, I mean, it was really vicious. The the wind was, was it it, it was ice shooting straight into our faces, 70 miles an hour. Oh my God, I can can imagine. It it was absolute pandemonium. And I look off. What
2: were the kids doing?
1: The kids were like, wind was immediately crying. It was very painful and very cold. April was freaking out, and I saw her in the distance because we kind of went ahead. We slid, we flew off the lift. We all fell. We flew down the mountain a little bit, slid down the mountain. April's way behind us, and she's giving me the sign like, we have to cut this down. And I'm thinking, she's going to go get help, and I'm going to try to get them down this mountain quickly before we get blown off the top of the mountain. Oh my you know, God they closed the oh back side. it was absolutely it was like you know footage from everest it was absolutely like and i'm yelling I'm like we're going to be okay we're going to make it i was like you know and they it was like really like extreme my heart uh, yeah, was beating but- i'm trying to stay calm but i mean like when is freaking out yeah and i also sure. know that the only way i was going to get us to the black diamond was this sort of catwalk you know these little catwalks they're very icy and i was like we can't be on that icy part on top of the mountain we're gonna get blown off the side of the mountain so we're gonna have to go down right here which i found out later it's turned out it's a double black diamond we need to go straight down because i'm like we have to get out of this wind like immediately or we're gonna die up here (laughs) no you're gonna die oh absolutely i'm serious weren't there other people there was no one up there
2: oh my god okay
1: so april gives me this thing like what uh, about
2: the guy at the lift there's no no
1: one was there that we could see okay now i guess i'll tell you what happened so april leaves so i i'm like she gives me the thing and i'm like we can't get these two kids it's gonna be harder to get back up to the lift somehow i'm gonna have to get them off the side of this mountain before we freeze to death and we try to go down the mountain. It's so steep. Wynn immediately loses his skis and just is like completely. They don't even have good equipment. Like, they don't even have full, like, they have jackets, but they don't have like adult jackets. They have like little hand me downs, that kind yeah. of thing. And, like, you know, his skis come off and he's bawling and chances <laughs> staying pretty stoic. And man, that kid. So we get his skis back well, on, the and then is, we wipe out a second time. And it's
2: very young. He's much younger than We China.
1: wipe out a second time, and his, and his gloves fly off. And I'm trying to find his gloves. It's a wind. whiteout. Yeah, wins. it's a whiteout. I can't see anybody. And I'm like, we're going to make it. I'm like, we're going to get out of this wind. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, stay calm. I will not leave you. Because like he's just screaming. Yeah. And, and he's like, where's mommy? I'm like, she's going to take care of things. I'm like, we're going to get out of this. And I'm like, I will not leave you. Because and, and like, even if I left them for like 10 feet, they weren't going to be able to see me because it was so extreme you couldn't see anything. So we have to almost hold hands. But how do you do that and ski and snowboard at the same time? So we're basically falling down the mountain. And the coolest thing about it was... Why didn't
2: you take off your snowboard and just walk them down?
1: I mean... Um, you got
2: to leave your snowboard behind.
1: I... That's the most reasonable thing that I could have, should have. But it's a long way down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't even know how long it would have taken to do that. And I don't know how long it's going to be windy like this.
2: Yeah. Did you get wind back in the skis?
1: I got wind back in the skis. I got his gloves back on. Somebody he has ice covering his face. His ice is Ice is covering his face. And I'm already thinking, you have like... Fifteen minutes before this gets absolutely diabolical, and I'm freaking out, and it's so steep because we're on a double black diamond now with two little kids yeah. with no real experience. It was the stupidest thing, right? Just the dumbest thing to put your family in danger like this. I was so upset with myself, but I was like, try... the coolest thing about it was seeing how stoic Chance is. I mean, just just the, the way that kid stepped up and was like, just worried about his brother. He was like, you're going to be okay, buddy. You know, he was like helping him with the skis and like hugging him and stuff. As I tried to get his gloves back on him and like, you're going to be all right, man. He's like, you're tough. You you were built for this. Like he's like trying to help him. Wow. It was really awesome. He really stepped up. I know you don't love him or even like him, but <laughs> no, but, he, no, all. <laughs> but, but in I, this uh,
2: instance, he's he, helping the kid that he I do really, like, so. Yeah,
1: he really um, stepped up. It was like, I couldn't believe. I'd say at this
2: point, I'm fine with him.
1: Yeah. The stoicism that he showed in the, in the in the in the mouth of like danger was was pretty amazing um, we eventually get down out of the uh, the, 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 uh, the windy parts the hurricane yeah. parts and we get all the way down the mountain we get to this lodge it took us about 15 minutes we're still freezing wind was crying pretty much the whole time yeah, of course. I get him into some like uh, hot chocolate and stuff and now I realize like I call April and she doesn't pick up. I'm just freaking out I'm just, I was just like losing my mind like where did she end up like yeah. I left my wife on the mountaintop Yeah, they had closed the back side of the mountain did she get blown over the side I was freaking out <laughs> and then finally she called me she went back up to that lift and yeah. the guy wouldn't get out of the booth he like yelled like I'm not coming out like he was like Why? it was like that windy and he said we're not allowed to come out and Dick. Like, and that's so, the moment to be a hero. So she found somebody from New Jersey, and he helped her down the mountain. Apparently, he was like, "You're fucking up my day," and uh, she said he was really nice though. But he was like, "You, you know, you're fucking up my whole day." But he took her down the mountain, and um, you know, I it was the dumbest thing all i can say is i, I really the
2: lift what a terrible guy well look I'm,
1: i mean look i game understand game. it's not disneyland and i know that that particular resort takes a lot of pride in like having real expert skiers you don't see kids on that mountain it's supposed to be the most vertical in the, What's it in called? the it's called snowbird it's the most vertical feed in in america actually wow. um it's real up and down and the thing is I understand that I did something stupid, but at the same time, when you close off the backside, I just, I just, I'm surprised no one before we got on that lift was like, hey, it's a fucking hurricane on yeah, top. Yeah, Maybe you guys should yeah, not go up there. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised if they closed the backside that they let us go up there. I mean, I understand it's, it's a wild, it's nature and you got to live with it. I'm not like, I would never would have, you know, done anything towards them, you know, towards snowboard. But I was a little bit like, God, that was pretty extreme. Like, shouldn't some people be up there? Uh, kind of we got thrown off the lift the wind was so strong we didn't get off that guy
2: guy should have gotten out of there and helped but you know the end of the story of course is that wind lost his nose to frostbite (laughs) and that's just but you know what the end of the story is stepped up i think the end of
1: the story is all they did was go to school and tell their friends they did a double black diamond and all it is when you have a terrible difficult thing you get through all it becomes your worst moments in your life become your best stories and I told him I, I at the, think that, that night. Always true. Now, if you get through it, if you get through your worst moments, and that's what I think when I'm having a terrible show, I'm like, "This is just going to be a good story. Eventually, yeah. you know, like in 45 minutes, this is over, and this is going to be a funny story that no one was listening to me because well, there was li-
2: a life adversity. Usually, you end up saying, you know, getting through that was the best thing that could have happened, and it makes
1: you feel better about yourself. Like everyone stepped up in their own way, you know. Um, I mean, Chance showed himself to be a Ch- real hero. So
2: you abandoned Wind, your wife. Win
1: showed a lot of heart. April
2: found out how to get down there, and Win lost his nose. Win showed it's a lot really... of heart.
1: And I said, you know, guys, this we'll all learn from this. This won't happen again. You know, uh, we all learned that you can't just go to the top of a mountain when it's snowing. and Did the other kids really
2: impress that they had done a double black diamond? Um,
1: Chance, I told him, I go. No one. The one thing you have to remember is no one cares about your stories about your trip. And he was, he was like, Dad, I told the kids at school and. You're right. No one even got to the end of the story. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't love Why? to hear about. You know what? People are so selfish. All they're doing is thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about me and how great I am. Why would people If people spent more movie. time if people spent more time thinking about me and not themselves, selfishly thinking about themselves, then I think they'd be a lot happier. But that's, you know what? I'm I'm just a guy that tries to tickle people with my with my mind, my stories, and, and my words. Sure. We have a great thing that we do, and I don't know if you've noticed on the podcast, but we have this thing, it's called conversation, where I actually, we both talk, and then the other guy listens, and then it's like, and sometimes I'll listen, and then it's like a... Well, and then other yeah. times you'll talk, and yeah. often I'll be listening, and then occasionally yeah. we'll both talk at the same time. But then we'll yeah. stop and both listen and yeah. wait
2: and see who's going to talk
1: again. Yeah, the other person usually listens. And sometimes we understand each other. Sometimes we don't. But that's not the point. The point is we're making the effort to communicate. Oh,
2: here come two guys on a Jeep Gladiator! <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, look at that! Hey, oh. I love Gladiator! The Jeep gladiator. <laughs> oh boy! It's like a G, but in the back, there's a truck bed. Don't come and if this truck bed is a rocket. Oh, look at those two guys over there. Is that the fella from Open's Christmas Party? Hello. Hi. Oh, boy, you ever been in a gladiator? I'm talking about from behind, not from front. Watch
2: out for my gladiator breastplate.
0: Who said breastplate?
2: I did. Hey, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Catch. That
1: really was. Those, uh, those those guys in the those god Those guys
2: are my father.
1: Both of them? Yeah. Wow. I, I did not know that. Uh, ouch. But it's not... It's wild not, stuff. It, it's not... Uh, is that the wrong time for it's that? Not, no, it's
2: not that, <laughs> it's not that I... Uh, it's not that I have two fathers, you know, uh, my two dads, that type yeah. of thing. That's not the case. It's that my father is two individual effeminate men in the yeah. back of a jeep gladiator yeah so when i was born he wasn't able to be in the delivery room because the jeep gladiator is a very large <laughs> car and so him being i didn't know they had a feminine men yeah. in the back of a jeep gladiator they he had to wait in the parking lot which i think was embarrassing for him so that that there is my father to a feminine wow. man in a jeep gladiator
0: okay see you later son i'll, back. They're back. I'll see you later son okay <laughs> bye all right son i'm real proud of you okay let's take the rest of me aka the Chief gladiator to the library yeah
2: oh yeah dad <laughs> so i'm sorry but bye guys bye or bye dad bye individual it's just been a nightmare growing up <laughs> Because my, mother, be right my mother is yeah. a regular woman with a lobster yeah. claw on her left yeah. hand. I've heard about that. But outside of that, she's just as normal as they come in. you and have three parents. No, I don't. I have two parents. One is my mother
1: mm-hmm.
2: with a lobster claw. And the other is my father is two effeminate men in the back of a Jeep Gladiator. Yeah. And that's my father. So it's not two different people. It's th- it's not three different entities. Your, mom, it's not doesn't two have, guys your mom
1: doesn't have to use the tongs at the salad bar. She has the lobster claw. Is that that's correct? Right. Is that's that correct? My understanding I'm, is... She- I'm
2: surprised that you sort of doubled back to the lobster claw at the salad bar when I'm telling you that my father yeah. is two gay guys <laughs> in the back of a Jeep gladiator. <laughs> the entirety of that is my father. Can yeah. you imagine the PTA conferences? Yeah. They'd say they'd say to, they'd say uh, you know parent parent come to your uh your kids' class day or whatever you call that and they'd come in and show and tell and, you know they'd say so what are the what are the three what are the two of you do and um you know they'd say what do you mean the two of us it's me,
0: and this guy
2: oh yeah oh, that is me too,
0: <laughs> and we're in the back of the jeep gladiator I'm his dad you are no, we are, but I
2: am." What do you mean? You the you you are? And the Jeep Gladiator. All of us are his dad. So <laughs> the Gladiator the, too? The Jeep Gladiator is his dad also? <laughs>
0: no. His dad, me, is me.
2: And me. Hong, honk. And the Jeep Gladiator would honk. So it's sort of a Transformers Voltron <laughs> type yeah, of situation. That's a lot of... But yeah. I got made fun of. You know, they'd call me well, uh, a couple of the nicknames they call me were uh old jeep gladiator with two gay guys in the back of a truck dad
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah,
2: another yeah. one was uh gladiator father
1: mm-hmm. that was shorter. and but
2: they no they would they would sort of put an s on the end they mm-hmm. but in a passive-aggressive way they'd be like oh look here comes old gladiator father gladiator
1: Father. yeah fathers yeah, you're not know, know, gladiators say, oh, father, oh
2: how's your gladiator father yeah and i'd say what's that little s sound at the end huh why don't you tell me what are you snake the goddamn snake hissing it up, hissing it up about my dad, my individual singular dad made up of two effeminate
1: men in the back of a Jeep gladiator.
2: <laughs> and that's when they would say, all right, you got to go to detention.
1: <laughs> well, I I didn't know any of this about you. I feel like I knew everything about you at this point. We've done this show for so many years and then you well, find out something you know, like you, this. You I you see this, my this really shapes wedding. my... Yeah, you, this shapes my uh, Listen,
0: you
2: you thought you met my father at the wedding, but that that was actually an actor I paid to hire someone else to pretend to be my father. Okay. But the guy that he paid to be my father didn't show up, so
1: You paid someone to pay somebody
2: else. So the actor that I paid he had a middleman. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. it ended up the middleman actor had to impersonate mm-hmm. my father. I to understand. And this that was weird because he is um as you saw when you met him, he's 4 foot 3. Mm-hmm. and he weighs about 240 pounds which
1: person the person you hired or the person you the person that I hired to hire the actor okay, yeah. to mm-hmm.
2: impersonate Yeah. so the actor he's an actor uh, yeah. he's been in a lot of films he was in Butterball 2 uh, mm-hmm. Raised to the Bread <laughs> 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 he, was in, <laughs> a, he was in he was in Roly Poly the original Roly Poly and then Roly Poly 3 <laughs> He skipped Rolly Polly 2. He's, he didn't think it was going to be a franchise, but they brought him back for three. And then uh, he was also in uh, Tommy Tumbleweed Goes to Town, And that was... Um,
1: was he was he in the sequel to... Was he in Yentl uh, 19?
2: Mm-hmm. He might have been in Yentl... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he was... That uh, Yentl... He, he, he did a cameo... Yentl 19. In, mm-hmm. he, he, he did a cameo in... Uh, Lentil nineteen is a meatball, <laughs> <laughs> just a big one. He called himself a not so spicy meatball, and uh, and then he, you know, he was in. Uh,
1: Frankie Smacker, Electric Boogaloo, too.
2: I think, yeah, I think he might have. No, I, you know what? I don't think he was in that one. He was in. Um, uh, he was in Boulderado Springs, mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Wet Cookie, mm. and uh, that one is actually another actor. Who uh, that that guy was? I think four foot six.
1: Wasn't he? But he was three hundred
2: pounds. So well, complete. I remember
1: when he was three hundred pounds. Because like, was, wasn't he the he lead? Was he was wasn't he lead in the movie Heartland Daddy? Heartland Daddy. <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, well, that he was played, a great movie, no, Heartland Daddy.
2: He played a he played an. Ottoman. Remember the guy who just walked around with a he swizzle. He an ottoman. In he that walked
1: ottoman. around with a swizzle stick the whole <laughs> movie.
2: That was quite. Yeah. They were walking
1: tall. The and... like guy walked around with a bat the whole movie. But this, this one, Heartland Daddy walked around with a swizzle stick. Yeah, a swizzle stick meaning uh, like a Twizzler. Yeah, a little swizzle stick that you you know mix your drink with. Oh right, yeah. swizzle stick. And he would just be whipping people upside the head with that thing. Yeah, well, lethal. You know, lethal.
2: They, those can be lethal. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's forty six degree murder. <laughs> lethal
1: weapon <Right>. seven. <laughs> Heartland Daddy version.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, he played a grenade and. Uh, Flambo Six: Return of the Flamboyant Rambo, who likes flambe. <laughs> uh, so that was a big one. Yeah,
1: that one didn't do well in the theaters, it did, but it was, but it, 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 it you well know theaters. great. Skyrocketed. Well, on LaserDisc, yeah, a yeah. lot of people. Skyrocketed you know, yeah, on yeah, LaserDisc. Lot, lot of, every time I go into someone's house, they've got that movie on LaserDisc, yeah. and it's like oh. watching that again
2: Um, I was it you and me that were walking I like a square
1: desk that's just me some people like a round one I like a square desk I
2: was with Kate and I said uh, I just yelled out as we were walking down the street in Los Angeles I yelled out big dick no pants Mm. and uh, some guy walked by and kind of gave us a look and Kate's like I mean you're See that guy just walking by and that's what he hears. He's just that's his- <laughs> You
1: you emasculated someone on stage so proficiently <laughs> last night. One of my favorite things the is Irvine, when you will California where you
0: You're Improv.
1: You know a lot of comedians when they're sort of dismantling someone, we all have our own techniques for kind of getting through a heckler type situation, but yeah. and some guys I, I the to ones are
2: this guy was a really bad The guy. ones I
1: don't like as much the the comics that like make fun of somehow someone looks or whatever. TJ takes it to a place where it always ends up where... They're dying and no one cares. And I love, I love how long it takes to get there. But it, it's you, you'll take, you'll do like a six-minute diatribe about their life and how meaningless it is and how it gets worse and worse. And then at the end, as they die, they realize they're alone and everyone around them is happy they're dead. Yeah, they're going
0: to be happier.
1: And and the only thing that precedes this is them saying maybe even one thing. No, he did. He goes, yeah, I was he trying said, to tell, tell somebody
2: yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. And uh, I asked them who, who said that and they didn't do it and then I said, all right well, I'm gonna sell you know I'm gonna talk about my hot sauce and some guy just goes tell jokes And I just was like, wow, wait a second and the audience kind of goes, oh but they're not really saying that like oh he got you. they're just all like uh, what it's just it's a it's a weird reaction audiences have And then I kind of handled them a little bit but then I started to really get in yeah, you stop and you go, first thing I said was never be a father. You would be a horrible right, father. Right. And then I'll recontextualize it to say him as a father. But then, <laughs> and how horrible he would it's be. such a dismantling. That the, kid, that the kid, you know, his kid is playing soccer and yeah. he, he gets kicked in the leg and he falls over and he's like, Daddy, I hurt myself. And you're just like. Play soccer. Yeah. And that didn't quite connect. So then I just went into talking about how meaningless his life is, how he'll never have a true connection with another yeah. person. Yeah. And then how his know, wife's cheating go, on him. I mean, yeah, there's just so many different scenarios. So many on him. different aspects of was, his That bad was life. actually a great When I was talking about. <laughs> Uh, you know, he'll never have a true connection with somebody. And so if he ever gets married or if he is, his wife is always like, oh, I could do better. I could have done better. Yeah. Why didn't I wait it out? So she starts cheating on him and he's like, how could you do this to me? And she said, get a bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just went into when I eventually hear you. him on his deathbed. He's like, I'm so glad you're with me. And she, in her mind is like, I can't wait till this is over and I can get somebody with a regular sized dick. <laughs>
1: it's so disproportionate she'll
2: be she'll be there with you physically but mentally you'll be completely alone
1: yeah yeah i remember you saying that i mean it's so disproportionate sometimes to the thing that they've just said to you i just and i'll be in the green room and i'll be like you know kind of listening to the background of your set and then I'd be like and I'll hear you start <laughs> to lay into some of the like, And I just run out to the showroom I'm like oh I got to see this he's going to dismantle somebody. Now, let me ask you this, when you're I just see, I starting comedy when I, when I when when you're just starting comedy, uh, comedy when you start when you you know you don't have those chops where you know what to say in a heckler situation. So most of us just learn one line at that point and you end yeah, up dropping it never. I don't come, down to your I don't work. come to that, right? I
2: don't come down to your work and slap the dick out of your work. Right. Mom.
1: Now, I always thought that was too harsh. I never said that one time. Really? I, my version was, uh, yeah, "I don't come to your job and unplug the slurpy machine." Yeah. Um, but you know, you hear different versions, and it is comforting to have even one line at that point when you've just been doing it for like three or four months. You're yeah. like, and it, you know, it's not or two or three years. And a comic will tell you, "Hey, if someone's coming after you, don't worry about being hacky or not. All bets are off. You'll learn how to do this in an original way later." Yeah. But hey, defend yourself up there. They don't want to see you back down. Yeah, no way. Um, but the problem is, when you have a really good line or two, some people launch into it before they should. They haven't warmed up the crowd. The crowd doesn't really love. The- you have to make sure the crowd likes you first. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. you're gonna lay into someone. Sometimes, remember, I was in Irvine where. Oh yeah. And the guy went that after me. He was so like, crazy. and I was like, and I was like, uh, I go uh, something. I go. This guy was on his cell phone for my first like three minutes of my set, and finally, I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like. Why are you on your cell phone or something? He's like, "My cell phone, because you haven't said anything funny tonight." Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh," was, and I knew he that was if texting I texting or he was on the phone, he was texting, but it was pretty just. It had gone on for too long. Yeah, and the thing is, the crowd didn't like me enough for me to pound him too harshly. I just used one line, and I'm like, "Revenge is served best." chilled on ice right i'm thinking like you're gonna just wait you gotta get the crowd to like you first
2: that's what you said in my mind in my
1: mind i was like just i just kind of said one quick thing to him but i didn't shred him did you say anything i don't remember i I don't remember i just remember thinking it's too early it's too early to shred him because you haven't proven yourself to this there's 500 people yeah you haven't proved yourself yet and then i waited till the end of the set i even closed out my set and then i told him that you know, I'd like to kick him in the face. And uh, <laughs> that was my... And, uh, you really did. Yeah. I heard some of that. But you really were like, I, I, was I like, never
2: wanted to kick a human being in the face. I was like, I've do done
1: you. comedy for so long and I really think you're the worst person that I've ever met. You're a terrible human yeah, being. Yeah, and yeah. he had annoyed people enough during the course of the show that now they all were with me. But you got to make sure they're with you before you do that kind of stuff.
2: I think that's right. And my biggest and best trick is recontextualizing the behavior. So whatever they said, however they said it, you just take it to this would be you as a parent. This is you in a relationship. This is you in an emergency situation where a stranger is in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, And it almost always sort of gets people to realize, like, yeah, that guy's a real dick. He isn't adding anything to humanity. And I sort of will go that angle sometimes, too. Like, I'm like, honestly, I hate to say this, but if you died, the world would be a better place. Yeah, that's right. It just would, and i will go... If there were no repercussions, I would kill you. I would because it would be for the betterment of everybody else. That's twenty seventh. That's twenty
1: seventh degree murder when you actually repercussions you kill somebody. Reverse better for you. Reverse hackle people to death. Yeah, let's do a triple. Let's do something we like to call triple triple bang or lightning lightning round. round, round. uh, If you have no sense of smell, um, is that enough to get a handicapped parking space? If your nose is stuffed up for long periods of time. I mean, what, what are the parameters on this? I think
2: if physically you can't smell. <laughs> yeah, I think you can make a thing where it's like, I mean, I don't, you know, if I get out in the middle of the parking lot and I don't smell any exhaust or somebody's honking their horn and I don't
1: smell it, what am I going to do? I My smell is so bad it affects my hearing. So yeah. I, it, I, can, I I may not know where the other cars are. Yeah, I think my you could, whole depth you could perception make a case for that. Been it would thrown be, off of It'd be interesting to hear. And I in wonder how many people... Mm-hmm have been
2: I'm going to look this up too. How many people have been born without a sense of smell, you know? Cuz you think that's even a real thing? It oh, some people be.
1: have much better smellers than others. and that's one thing I love much about Better
2: smellers and I'd like you guys to yeah, know that cash cash uh, calls noses smellers.
1: Well, you know, uh, I was I used to be a physician. You that was actually what got me fired. <laughs> I'd walk in because oh, I hear your sm- your smellers all stuffed yeah, because up because you did Rhino They don't last like, day, yeah, they don't say, like. Boy,
2: you got quite a smeller on you. Let's see if we can get that smeller a little less smelly. <laughs> Meet me in the alley, I'll be in the back of the Jeep Gladiator with two effeminate guys.
1: Gladiator, I, you know, um, yeah, I, I really do think um, it's good to marry. So, I love my wife. One reason is because she doesn't smell that well and. She isn't the greatest smeller, and it doesn't. It puts a lot of takes a lot of pressure off me. They don't have to be showered all the time, and like you know,
2: she doesn't have a good sense of smell. That's Kate. good to be
1: married oh, to someone that doesn't smell that. Like they don't have a great smeller.
2: It's true. Um,
1: you know, Kate uh, and clogged up honker,
2: clogged up honker. Yeah, honk. yeah. Uh, uh, Kate and I have a strange thing where if your pheromones match really well, the other person doesn't smell bad to you. So when she has that's really true. strong body odor, I mm-hmm. smell it and it doesn't smell bad. It doesn't bother me at all. Her my breath wife, when it's bad doesn't bother me at all. My
1: wife much. has never had bad breath to me. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you're right. There's a huge, huge uh, element of relationships uh, as far as that goes in terms but of it's, like you know, meeting it's someone and liking. It's a pheromone thing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And so that's why I think meeting people online is, is flawed. It's I dangerous. Mean, and and you I, can't I, sniff them. You you gotta be able to. There needs to be a scratch. Scratchandsniff.com. Scratch and sniff. Right, Tinder, where you get to scratch yeah. the other person. Yeah. Scratch Tinder, sniff. Sniff right? and ten. <laughs> sniff sniff tend. Tend. com. where you can scratch, sniff the other person, and get a feel for if it's gonna. Because that. It's the got. Smell is important.
2: It is. Studies suggest that approximately one in ten thousand people are affected by congenital anosmia. Clogged up honkers. This includes people affected by isolated congenital anosmia. No additional symptoms. And those with congenital anosmia caused by specific genetic disorders, such as Kalman syndrome or congenital insensitivity to pain. So, yeah, What do is, you have to
1: do to have the pheromones come through the computer? Radon is, is, is that going to
2: take? She isn't able to smell. Congenital anosmia, being born without a sense of smell, is a rare condition. Acquired smell loss is more common. Wow. Life without a sense of smell can be a grayer, scarier place.
1: Well, and, I and think la- you get a handicapped space. Delicious. I think you have a handicapped space then. I think that works. You no, know,
2: this is true. Look at this. Pradon is afraid she won't be able to stay safe if she lives on her own. She isn't able to spell. She can't tell if milk is sour or if she's burning something on the stove or if there's a gas leak and that worries her. Uh, it actually didn't even strike me as being a big deal until I got to college. Um her family did her smelling for her back in new jersey
1: now that i'm searching surrogate away, smellers
2: or place yeah seriously that she had surrogate smellers. yeah place to live as an independent person i find more and more the sense of smell is crucial how we live our lives um she she doesn't know she thinks she was born with it because as a child she liked uh, she said she liked to eat and ate a lot there's a point where she lost interest in food um, when they have a smell problem food doesn't taste right anymore because eating and smelling go hand in hand So I think you could you could say look this is this is pretty food you know this is a pretty big deal and then if they say well is it really that dangerous for you so well, I can't tell if a car is coming or smell if there's a fire and when I have Chinese food it's really bland and then I think the cop will take yeah, pity on you because Chinese absolutely. food is very flavorful it extremely but if you can't sniff it you won't whiff it and I'll tell it. you what you're just gonna jiff it. This is Bebo hip-hop with rhyming words that don't make sense. And that's my two cents of smell.
1: Hit it! This is Dinky Frost on KMBC. The Taster. The Taster. Hey, let's move it along to essential questions of human nature. This is Sniff 106.0. The Smell let the hunker do its job <laughs> um why uh, essential questions of human nature why why are they why are we not riding bareback on the track like why why uh, horse racing why why do they have saddles it'd be more exciting if they were riding bareback i think it's really hard to ride bareback. Uh, exactly the i to, to a- see grow- those jockeys flying off the K-A horses a- a grow up on a horse farm she- but to see the jockeys flying off the horses it seems like that'd be exciting like i i I feel like it'd be a good thing. It's like
2: a, a car race where the guy gets thrown out of the, the car. Like yeah, that's bareback.
1: Everyone knows that bareback is the more macho way to ride, right? I mean, you can do it. I think the saddle,
2: this would be a good one for bareback. Tuck the Ruckus. To bareback racing. Tuck the Ruckus, he, um, you know, I don't even know if he can ride bareback. You know, I think the saddle is just such a Western European thing. Well, we yeah, a friend. I, I would like to see bareback. We've talked that's about the way the Native Americans did it.
1: We've talked about the horse thing a little bit. Or we have a friend that didn't come to our wedding because um, she couldn't afford it, And but she has a horse. I think if you have a horse and you say you can't afford things, it's like, he, she was having money problems, but she had like two or three horses, and it was like, he, you have a horse. I hate to say Take this. Take the horse. Bring the horse to our wedding. You ride the horse to our wedding.
2: Yeah, right. You don't even You know what I mean? You You've got
1: transportation.
2: Well, I hate to say it, but my mother-in-law owns three horses. Okay. She always okay. had horses and she has money problems very uh, often. Okay. And the thing is it's a weird you, excuse. Here's what it is. Once you acquire the horse, um, it's not that expensive, especially if you get it as a baby. And the upkeep on a horse, especially if they get sick, is very expensive. But, but that's expensive. what I'm saying hold if, on. But, if hold okay. on. Okay. Yeah. It's very expensive. And the thing about a horse, unlike a car, is you can't be like, you know, what? I'm running out of money, I got to sell my car because you have built an attachment to this horse. Well, that's true. It's basically the same thing as that's saying, true. "Hey, you're having money problems. You should sell your dog."
1: Well, you're right. And it it's, would be really hard for it's insensitive. To sell of me. dog. It's insensitive. No, it's not. It's and you know what my excuse is? Clogged up honker. You got a yeah. I'm not sensitive. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sensitive to things. It's my fault. I'd like to apologize to the horse not, lovers out there.
2: I'm gonna let you sit in this. You
1: are gonna let it slide? No, I'm not gonna let it slide. Yeah, okay. You're really let Me in. really. Well, we're gonna have to finish up here because we gotta do. We gotta get out of here. What
2: about me? let's do some maskers? Yeah, that's
1: what so I was thinking. It. Let's do a few maskers. I miss uh, you guys.
2: I'm glad that you keep listening. Thank and you for gonna, listening. We're gonna keep making more of these. We're excited. We're gonna. I'm staying an extra week in Los Angeles, and we need next episode. We're gonna talk some about
1: hot and I... tasties.
2: Some hot and tasties. We're gonna Spicy. talk about buttery. It's gonna be so buttery. Oh, so, better We actually got a new mascot, and that's uh, the actor that I hired to hire the actor to play my father. Um, again, he's a the little, star of Heartland Daddy. over four feet. He weighs about 240. And uh, he was in Butterball 2, uh, <laughs> headed for the bread. For the bread.
1: Uh, From the people that brought you Moon Wizard. Yeah, I mean, Butterball 2, headed it for the, the bread. Uh, uh, Greg Zilla, one of our favorites, writes Isn't a ceiling. Just an Overhead Wall?
2: Yes, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, I
1: like it. Overhead that is. Walls. It's an
2: overhead wall. And then a floor is a, an underhead wall. Yeah, underhead wall. Did you say underhead
1: wall? Yeah. Walking on the ceiling. Jabba Wookie. No,
2: it's, a floor is a horizontal wall.
1: Jabba best. Wookie writes, Do I need an AC when I can just sleep on my air hockey table?
2: I, an air an bed, you say? Yeah.
1: Do I need an AC, like an air conditioner, when I can just sleep on my air hockey table? Yeah, and
2: I think, can you call... They are pretty cool. You, you can say, hey, uh, you know, I have an air bed for you. Can you tell somebody, like, oh, yeah. we have an air bed. And yeah. you go, oh, you, you got an inflatable mattress? Not exactly. And then you have them sleep on your... Airbnb. Air table.
1: That, is that a new Airbnb where you don't even have a house for the person? Well, that would be called Airbnb. Or even H- an apartment. That
2: would be Air Hockey B&B. Air
1: Hockey B&B. <laughs> and then you just have them sleep on an air hockey table. I like it.
2: Um, Snail trailing, We also is one of our favorites, is marijuana a performance-enhancing drug for eating competition. So if you're in an eating competition, Mm -hmm. an eating contest, Mm -hmm. if you've gotten high beforehand and you just crush a couple pies or a whole pizza or two, yeah, is that a... Yeah, it's it, I I would say yes. I mean, if it makes you hungry, but marijuana doesn't always make people hungry, does it?
1: Mm. It kind of does. Folks, the police have a new marijuana test. What they do is they pull you over and they bring a big giant steaming burrito up to your window. Yep. If you eat it, they know.
2: <laughs> Unless you <have laughs> announce me. That's
1: one of the first like marijuana jokes ever written. I'm sure. Um, uh, hood Yeah,
2: Z N Z A N E R Hood. Right. Saying please and thank you to Alexa, polite or submissive to the robot overlord.
1: I'm so rude to uh, to the robots, to Siri. Is that what you call her? I call her yeah. Siri because I don't think we should have to, you know, commit any of those names to memory or even say them correctly. I don't understand why people correct me when I go. It's Siri. Or I say Siri. Right. And you guys always correct me. Or I was like, it's Siri.
2: Yeah, why do I can, you say Siri? Because I can
1: call her whatever the fuck I want. She's not a real Jesus. thing. I can call her whatever I want. She's annoying. That's what she is. I say terrible things to her. I, I really, I don't like her. I don't. Her voice is very scolding. I really? feel like I'm being, like, sort of in trouble all the time.
2: Yeah, I, I do. Sometimes I get frustrated. And I'm like, just shut like the fuck up. I'm yeah. trying. You know, what's funny is I wrote, I, I was doing this. <coughs> Excuse me, I'll do it on there. I'll do it on here here with this other one I'm just writing now uh, it's Cash Levy and me um, asking for maskers ask the masters no mask questions <laughs> which thank you guys for not doing that recently ask, because it is ask the masters and it's masters we couldn't call it asters that yeah. just wouldn't make sense no, no. no mask questions um, uh, give us a maskers Um, okay, so what I would do is I would at I would say something crazy to Siri, and it was it was off of Megan and me saying, uh, "You know, get nasty." Are you about to get yeah, nasty? Yeah, Which like, you've I'm, been saying all weekend. As nasty as I want to be. Yeah, I love it. So you've That's your that. thing this weekend. you we're going to get nasty. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. really nasty. We'll go. We'll go like this. Ready? Right? So it's um, I would I would just say crazy things, and then I would repeat what she thought it was. So yeah. I'd go, "Hey Siri." Get nasty with the nasty, nasty naughties, and make sure when you're getting nasty, it's the dirty, nasty stuff.
0: Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again,
2: please? So then I would say, oh, this is funny. Hey, Siri, oh, damn it. See, then it takes it away, and I can't bring it back up, and right now it's transcribing everything that I'm saying, and then I would stop. and so then I'd bring it back up and I'd read what I said earlier and what Siri thought it was so i go look what she thought I said yeah hey Siri get nasty with the nasty na- damn it and then it would start she because I said hey Siri when I was reminding when I was reading out loud what she thought I said she would engage again and then so I couldn't ever read the thing that I told her
1: See, that? it's a bad relationship. I, that, that sounds like something someone would say in a bad relationship where you're at lunch and Do you're. Do you like, like
2: to get nasty? I don't have an answer
1: for that. See? Is there something- yeah no there's nothing you I'd like you it. to help
2: me get real nasty I'm talking about the nasty daddy nasty style you got to get naughty nasty like a daddy that's the nasty nas, nasty one he's slapping his nasty ass and showing people how you can eat grass yeah he's talking to you like you're a cow fuck it you know what it is now Siri's got a big old wee and she gotta go three that's it
0: Just
1: a moment. <laughs> 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 That's not nice. Oh, oh, you know what? Hold on. That I'm, was nice. I'm
2: putting this on the
1: That was on a Hallmark card.
2: Okay, ready. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on the internet. But what I wrote was <laughs> you heard everything I just said and here's what she thought thought I said. I'd like you to help me get a real nasty. I'm talking about the nasty daddy. Nasty style. You got to get naughty, nasty, like a daddy that the nas, 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 the one you slap, it is nasty ass. And showing people how you are, you can eat grass. Yeah, he's talked to you like you're a couch bucket. You know, when it's now series, go to Bigelow Lewis in the cicada, go three. That's it. <laughs> So she doesn't even yeah, know what I'm saying. She doesn't understand. It's doesn't a bad make any relationship. Sense that she says it's not nice, and you know why? Because I said couch bucket.
1: Yeah, it's the that was that's what really threw her off. You know what? I don't. Wabi writes, I taught my niece to and she says it nonstop. To shai to Even had to convince her parents it's nonsense and not a curse. I don't even think it was a curse. Um. He taught his niece to say it. Yeah, well,
2: it could have been a curse.
1: Bruce Juice writes, are mountain bikes just acoustic dirt bikes? I like it.
2: Mount, are mountain bikes just, yeah, I would say so. We just, K8 and I just bought, um, I bought a vintage electric bicycle. And that's an electric bike with a throttle. And it goes 35 miles an hour without pedaling. Where? Where, you where also are you going to ride that? In New York. We got them in Carmel by the Sea. And we're, no, 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 oh, we're going to put yeah. them out in Long Island. Where my nice. father lives. Nice. so we're gonna ride him around out there at the very end of Long Island. I want to talk to you about and all she of got the electric she got an st- Soto, which is like a chrome bike that is an assisted, so hers can go 50 miles an hour without pedaling. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> hers is really cool looking, but we're we're really into it. I mean, we're excited about.
1: I these want to things. talk to you more about this on the next ex- episode. Scott writes, "Untuck it, purveyors of assless shirts." Hmm. Untuck it, Un-tuck-it, assless shirts. Purveyors of assless shirts. <laughs> it made me laugh. I don't. Mean, I don't, no, I don't no, know if it totally why, makes sense, no, no, but no, I it, like doesn't, it. It. it
2: doesn't quite really make sense. But Untucked is great. I have a lot of Untucked shirts, but they're not. They don't have assless shirts. I don't because they, the concept- they actually purveyors of extra ass shirts. Extra ass cover mm, shirts because yeah. they need them to be long enough to cover the
1: butt. It's a strange concept because you can untuck anything anyway. Yeah, so but I think it's, it's meant like to be do I need... some of these? Yeah. Some
2: of these button-down shirts don't look great That's untucked. True. That's true. But I also agree with you. A lot of these button-down shirts have the shirts confidence to fun. pull yeah, anything yeah, out and have it be untucked. It I mean, pull out come your on. wing and chung yeah. it tonight. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, it's me on a Jeep (laughs) Gladiator. Oh, yeah. Hong Kong.